Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today, in collaboration with MBAGradSchools.com, we are speaking with Greg Glenna, where after several years owning a luxury wedding business, she decided to pursue an MBA at the International University of Monaco. Today, with her passion for learning and entrepreneurship, she's looking at pursuing a PhD to research how to increase venture capital funding for female-owned startups. Would you kindly share your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA? Yes, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, my name is Gri Glenna, and I am... Um, I say I'm Norwegian, and I am, uh, but I was actually born in Denmark, so I'm half Danish and half Norwegian. Uh, so quite Scandinavian. Um, and I did my MBA in Monaco at the International University of Monaco. Brilliant. That's great. So you you are originally from Norway then, right? Yes, I am. I grew up in Norway. Okay. Yeah. Can you walk us through your career path to date? Yes. Um, actually, the whole business concept um, came about a little bit unexpectedly. Uh, I would say, you know, I was in my early 20s. And I like to refer to it as a little bit of a quarter life crisis, if you can call it that. Obviously, it depends how old I become, but I hope it's a quarter life crisis. Um, but no, I was uh, I was living in the States at the time and doing something quite differently. Um, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do something for myself. Like I always knew I wanted to work in something creative um, and I'd like to start something myself. And then my sister... Um, she was doing business school at this time, and I was not. Um, and she found this opening in the market. Um, she lived in Norway, and she saw that there was no one who specialized in luxury weddings. And she needed a partner. So when she kind of uh, reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I am looking for a partner. I was like, whoa, okay, this sounds interesting. And I have to say, like, what drew me to it was one thing, yes, it was weddings and we started a luxury wedding company, um, but it was also the fact that, you know, you're starting your own company. So very much the entrepreneurial side of it uh, was very exciting for me. Um, and about, you know, year and a half, two years later, we launched our company. Um, and it's funny because in Norway, um, no one really knew what wedding planning was. So it wasn't like we came in and started a company that everyone was just, yeah, you know, another one. I think there was one other company in Norway that did wedding planning, but they did not specialize on luxury weddings um, and they weren't really known like that well. Uh, so when we came in, a lot of the work was just getting people to understand like what a wedding planner does. Um, in Norway, you don't really, you had never really used it. So it was very interesting and just, trying on everything, basically trying on, you had to market yourself, but then, you know, when you start a new business, you have to do literally everything. So suddenly you're, you're writing these contracts yourself. And I probably shouldn't say that, but you know, you start finding all these ways to make it work. And I really love that. So, um, so then I realized that, you know, I actually really like this business aspect of it. And um, the wedding planning was amazing. It was fun. We met so many great uh, clients of ours uh, or couples, uh, great people they got to spend time with. Um, and then when we started this, I also decided to then do my bachelor in business administration, just as a side thing. Um, 
didn't really think I would do much with it. I was just like, you know, I can do it. Also gave you some student loan. I was like, that's fine when you're starting a new business. Um, but then, you know, the business started taking off and um, things were going well. We decided to less to do less weddings, but bigger weddings. Um, and then my sister and my partner, she um, she obviously she had a partner and this and that. And she wanted children. So when she did that, I was like, OK, I was not in that space in my life yet. So I was like, OK, how can I utilize this time? Um, of course, I could do a wedding by myself, but we really worked as partners in all our weddings. So I was like, oh, maybe I should take a little bit of a break from that. And then um, I decided to do my MBA. So that's how I really got into the point of doing my MBA. Um, so, yeah. So brilliant. So you, so really, but you kind of touched upon the next question. You decided to pursue an MBA kind of when your sister was um, deciding to take a, a slightly different life path, you know, wanting to have children and, and um, take that, that step. So why, um, why at the International University of Monaco of all schools? Well, actually, we had a wedding um, that took us to Monaco um, a few years back, just before, probably one or two years before I did my MBA. Uh, and also, I did see that, you know, um, Monaco is very small. So I was thinking also for networking and for that whole part, um, Monaco is really a great place to be because you get close to people um, naturally by just being here and obviously having an insight in like the university uh, in Monaco. Um, yeah, it really is a great networking uh, place. So then you recently graduated. What was your MBA experience like? And were, were there any specific experiences that particularly stood out? Um, I went into it thinking that, yeah, you know, I've done my bachelor. I've now had a company for, at that time, like many years. So I was like, I'm sure this is not going to be, you know, too hard. Like, it'll be fun. But I very quickly, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much you can learn here. And I really saw very quickly that this MBA was all about what you wanted to make of it. So I was like, okay, well, I want to make the most of it. So I want to get everything, like all the information I can take, I, I want to get it. Also from having had my business for many years, I knew that there were spots where I was not the strongest and where I wanted to get stronger. And ironically enough, you know, and this was especially like, say, the finance parts, I was always like, oh, I don't think, you know, I'm that good at it. Um, but that was kind of the places I started shining, you know, because I was like, this is really what I want to learn. And here you have this amazing environment and these amazing professors that really want to spend their time trying to teach you and use their experiences. Yeah. I mean, that's, I th there are two points I think you touched on that I definitely resonate. And I, and I think one of them is just it this and we talked about it so many times, Marie, you must be going, oh, not again. But this feeling, you know, this thought of just you want to absorb everything, you know, you want to just take everything in and just keep learning. And, and I, for me, it really opened up this desire. I've always been interested in learning, but it really opened up this drive just to keep learning even after the MBA. Yeah. So now after the MBA, you know, I'm just looking for excuses to study and I'm looking at <laughs> other things. So, so definitely. <laughs> 
Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I So one of the things that Warwick does is once you've graduated, um, you can still go back and you can do two modules as alumni. Um, and I'm really looking forward to everything like getting opened up again um, so that I can go and do that um because it's some I'd obviously rather wait until you can have face-to-face classes um but I think that'll be really good um okay so talk to us a little bit about um obviously I guess kind of the the sort of post-MBA experience and and how that's been with with new roles and 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 what what that kind of process was like when I was done uh, with my um, MBA, I was actually thrown straight into a wedding because now thinking about it, yeah, when I decided to do my MBA, my sister was having a baby, but no, she literally just had the baby in January. I started my program in like September, October. Um, so by the time I was done in the summer with my MBA, um, Two months later, we had a huge wedding in London or just outside London. So I went straight from my MBA and doing the final exams and just, you know, flying to London, doing the wedding. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. It was our biggest wedding to date. Uh, Also a Norwegian couple. But uh, yeah. And, um, you know, so I was straight out from, yeah, from the studies over to work again, which was great. and then we were thinking about, um, okay, what to do and what to go from here. And during my MBA, you know, you get a lot of ideas. And I was choosing, I chose the entrepreneurial route within my MBA with a little bit of focus on finance. And, um, and I had started creating, you know, like some business ideas that I was developing with my sister. So after school or after the program finished, um, we spent quite a bit of time looking at this um, business plan or just like kind of working at this new business idea. Um, And I spent quite a while doing that. Um, Then I also decided that I wanted to study more. So I decided to look into how do I want to study more? And I kind of found my area uh, and figured, okay, you know what? I would actually really like to do a PhD. Um, but I didn't know exactly where or how. So I spent quite a few months kind of drafting kind of like, a, an outline of what my PhD would be about. Um, and I decided to go into the field of focusing on funding of female entrepreneurs, just because you see there's a big difference, especially in venture capital and also some other funding tools. Um, there's a difference between the funding of 100% female uh, founded companies, uh, a mix of female and male founded companies. It's a little bit better than 100% females. Uh, and then it's a huge difference over to the just male um, companies that are being funded. And of course, there's a lot of reasons for this. But still, I think it's uh, super important to look at. And uh, as a female entrepreneur myself, you know, I want to dig a little bit deeper because I think there's so many exciting things um, that female entrepreneurs are bringing that we need to get more of them out there and supported and backed and uh, yeah, you know, all of these things. So, you know, after my MBA, um, I've spent quite a lot of time looking at that and I've now applied to some schools. Hopefully something will come of that um, this fall. And if not, you know, I'll have to apply again and and try the year after because this is really something I would like to, to do. Um, I also, after my MBA, um, 
my partner had quite a few different companies that he had created um, in his career. And um, because of COVID kind of coming around, we started looking at um, how to change up a few different things. And his companies were also very from startup going over to be more of a, an established company and how to do that. And I saw very quickly that, okay, I have quite a few things here that I can take from my MBA uh, and put into this company. So um, I came on as a commercial director, um, looking at how to commercialize some of the technologies that was being developed in these companies. Um, but then quite quickly realized that this was proper like R&D companies. Um, so we needed to restructure the companies quite a bit before you could get to the commercialization part. So for the last year and a half, almost a little bit more than a year, uh, I've been working um, part time on um, on restructuring uh, these companies, which has been also, again, surprisingly interesting. Um, I'm working with some great and really clever people uh, in the maritime industry, looking at different tech solutions and um, how we can change certain things within the maritime um, industry, basically. Um, and yeah, you, I really gotten to put a lot of my MBA uh, uh, new learned skills into practice. Uh, so that has been amazing. And I think that's also a little bit, you know, after you do an MBA and I could see on my fellow students, you don't necessarily know exactly the route you're going to take, but things open up. And just because you have that MBA in the back, you start to realize like, wow, okay, like I can use this here. I can use that there. And then suddenly it all comes together quite nicely, I have to say. Yeah, I think it's really true. Like speaking as somebody who went into the MBA, not really knowing exactly what I wanted at the end. Um, I think you just have to kind of like trust in the process a little bit um, and see sort of see where you come out at the end. Um, I mean, from your perspective, like what would you say is the kind of the one thing that you took from the MBA that you think has helped you with your new path, both in terms of um, PhD applications and also looking at um, and also the, the role that you're in currently as well? You can learn a lot here in life. Like you might not have the skills already or you might not have the knowledge, but that doesn't mean that you can't get it. You know, and sometimes you need an MBA. Sometimes you just need to read a book. Sometimes you need to talk to someone who's already done that, whatever you're doing before you. Uh, and sometimes you just need some time for it all to kind of come together. Um, and I think that the MBA really taught me that because uh, it really showed me that, you know, you had some things that you just had to do very quickly because you had certain deadlines, you had certain projects. Um, but then you also had to work with a lot of different people and not all your assignments or uh, group projects were as great, you know. So you learned very quickly a lot that, OK, you need to adapt, but that doesn't mean that you need to give up or you need to stop um, whatever you're doing. You just need to find that way. And um, and I don't know. I feel like that's what I've taken from this MBA and going forward. Yeah, the whole um, restructuring and commercialization part of like a tech world where that I didn't have much um, necessarily knowledge from coming from the wedding industry. But still, you know, that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if you are an entrepreneur by heart, 
a lot of this is about structuring business, how to grow a company, how to deal with people. You know, so there's a lot of uh, similar things going throughout the different um, type of industries. And, you know, just kind of trusting yourself in knowing that, yeah, you know, just go on, try. And the same with the PhD, you know, part of me is like, oh my gosh, like, can I actually do a PhD? What, you know, but then another part of me is like, sure, it's one step at a time, you know, you need to apply. And then once you get in, then fine, you take it from there. Um, and I think sometimes it's easy to forget that just do the first step and the rest will follow. And I felt that a bit with the MBA as well, because it was hectic. Like it was a lot, like it was a very intense program. And uh, I really wanted to do like, like I wanted to do well. So I was, you know, always early, always late, um, staying to the latest, you know, I was always trying to give like my all and then some. Um, so yeah, I think um, I took away quite a lot from that. Yeah, I think what you said, like, it's, it's like that growth mindset, isn't it? It's like, you may not, you don't come out of the MBA, like knowing everything that you'll need to know, but knowing that you can learn it, and that you like, there are, I guess, having the processes to be able to, to succeed. Exactly, exactly. Brilliant. Okay. And so where do you, um, where do you go from here? Um, you obviously talked about your PhD applications. Um, what are you kind of, um, where are you applying to, um, like, where, sorry, where are you applying and um, in terms of countries and, and what are your, you know, what are your hopes and your plans for the future? Yes. So, you know, where I'm going from here, um, obviously no one know what the future holds, but no matter where I end up doing my PhD right now, I'm applying to the UK, uh, but I am also trying to see if I can do not everything in person, but find programs that are more flexible and that you can be also doing some of the work from um, as a distant learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, what I'm really getting at or I feel like I'm, I'm getting to and this again, I hadn't really thought about it before my MBA, but I really see that all my work is working towards this is that I really want to, you know, create a career where I can show both women what can be done and show them through my own action within leadership and business uh, and alongside bringing talented and hardworking women up the ladder with me. You know, I, I really have found a passion um, and I think I always have had this passion, but it became very clear in my MBA. And it also became very clear how far we have to go on so many subjects mm-hmm. uh, regarding women in leadership, women, female entrepreneurs, getting the support, getting the understanding and recognition that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I really would just love to be part of that whole part, um, that whole plan. So right now I am looking um, at doing my PhD because I really want to do like the groundwork. Um, but then my long-term vision is really, you know, to step into um, to different roles and see if by the end of, you know, 20 years down the line, I would love to sit as an angel investor and, and help other females. Um, and by doing that, I don't want to just, you know, get money and give it out. I want to create my own businesses. I want to sell them. I want to, you know, have gone the path that they are going uh, so that I can really come with some real input and show them um, and be part of their journey because I've gone it myself, you know? So 
right now I'm just working on the first step, getting the groundwork. I would love to do the PhD and then I would love to start some high growth potential companies and, and see where that goes, basically. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Um, and I think your PhD topic, by the way, I think is um, is awesome and really important. I have a close um, family member who's a female founder and it's, yeah, it's really interesting to see, um, like to see how women kind of navigate that space and the yeah. impact that it, it has on like funding and, and, and all those kind of things. You know, there's so many amazing women out there who has so much potential. And I think like, I'm not going to go into this whole subject because it's a huge subject, but it really, you know, it, it is important that we get uh, women out there. And also, I think, you know, adapt the environment a bit because um, I could just see even in my MBA, and that's where this whole idea really came from. I could just see how differently uh, the women in my class, including myself, versus the men in, in my class, how they looked at, especially finance um, and financial structures and, and all of these tools that really you can use, um, how the men were so good at looking at some of these as proper tools where a lot of uh, my female colleagues and I were, were thinking about it very differently. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, when the rest of the business is there, like, it's amazing. Um, and you know, the ideas, the creativity and the hard work was there, but maybe you weren't brought up in, in the same way of thinking about some of these tools that you need to be able to go out there um, and pitch. And then when you do pitch and the room is not full of women, um, how does that affect you? And, and what should you do to, to, you know, create a bigger chance of getting funded? Because if you're not funded and you are creating a high growth potential business, it, it won't work. Like, even if it's a great idea, you do need the support to get it off the ground. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye. Bye.